Hey guys, we have an incredible podcast coming your way. We're going to teach you exactly how to look great, feel strong at your ideal body weight. How? By teaching you about the latest innovations and the discoveries about hormones, the herbs, the natural approaches that will help you to optimize your stem cells, your mitochondria. Please stay tuned. This is a show you must listen to. Listen, I think there is so many people that have over-marketed protein. And I'm going to go on to say, check out what Lee Haney says in his book about how many grams of carbohydrate. But I wanted you to take a look uh, on this subject of the diet. And of course, my Simply Healthy cookbook here, but this is a quote right from Lee Haney's book, uh, Fit at Any Age. And it says, how much protein should you consume per serving? He says, I recommend no more than 20 to 30 grams per serving for the average person. And he, he goes on to say, 40 to 75 grams total is all you need to be a Mr. Olympiad. And he says, I recommend 40 to 45 grams per day uh, for women and for, for, for men, 50 to 75 grams of protein. And, and this is enough to build muscle and repair our cells. So listen, I think there is so many people that have over-marketed protein. And I'm going to go on to say, ch check out what Lee Haney says in his book about how many grams of carbohydrate. Specifically, you can see right here, Paragraph 3, page 34, he goes on to say, I train for competition. I would consume 300 to 500 grams of carbohydrates a day. And he said, now I'm over age 50. I am spend a lot more time at my desk. But he, he's talking about during the most demanding times that he took in principally complex carbohydrates and he's basically saying that um i i and we, he goes on to say we need six seven hours of sleep and he's talking about other very important principles but he's saying you should be taking in complex carbs they're the ones that we should be concerned and focused on brown rice grains corn sweet potato and if you're wanting to lose weight he was talking about limiting certain uh, more complex carbohydrates or more dense. But he's also going on to say a list of his top favorite fruit. Pears, apples, pineapple, papaya, strawberries, and all the benefits. And all these current bodybuilders are avoiding, uh, unfortunately, some of the healthiest foods you could possibly eat. Blackberries, blueberries, uh, oranges, watermelon, cantaloupe. And then he goes on to, to list the greens, collard greens, cabbage, turnip greens, squash, spinach, kale, celery, uh, broccoli, and green beans, green peas, okra, lettuce, tomatoes, asparagus, cauliflower, uh, chard. So he, he grew up on a farm, but he talks about a whole variety. Then he talks about omega-3s and the healthy fats and walnuts, Brazil nuts, almonds, Get it. Get it clear. Here's one of the greatest bodybuilders in history and stayed in contest shape year round. And he, he, he did not 
deviate from a plan that got him in fabulous shape and health. Here, let's let's listen to Billy. This is my concluding statements about this Mr. Universe from Australia in a candid interview with yours truly. Let's pay attention what he has to say. National television, right? Yeah, so I was doing a tour of Asia and after winning Miss Universe and uh, I was in Jakarta, Indonesia, which is a massive population, 300 million people in that one country. And um, and so I was on a, a talk show and then they realised that that I, I could do something fun and, and strength orientated, so I got called up by the the Guinness show that they have on TV over there, and they said, "Can you do some world records?" And one of them we've got to bench press, and actually we've got a guy coming in to to break that. We want you to be a judge, but then we want you to take your shirt off and then have a go. So this poor guy has come in to break this record, and it was um, it was about sixty kilos, um, which is I think it's one hundred thirty two. Pounds, two point two. Yeah. Yes, so. yeah. So, um, so it was as many reps in a minute. And I think the the record um, was like forty seven. You had to be a certain body weight, um, and so he came in and he did forty eight. So he was fixated on just breaking it by just one. Barely. So, I, they, you know, off off I go to have my turn. How many had had you done in training? Did you know you could break no, the record? No, they didn't tell me what the record was. Actually, they just sprung it on me. They said, "Oh, you know, you'll be able to do it. Like, it'll, it'll be fun. We want you to be sure. in the spirit of competition. So yeah. just just give it a go." So I've, um, yeah. So I've I've gone on there and I just thought, well, logically, I'll just do one per second. So if I just time it and count it, and rather than doing sixty repetitions for that minute, I'll just do one per second. So if I keep that tempo going. It's neither too fast nor too slow. Correct. That I'll, I'll actually um, lose my rhythm. I'll, I'll, I'll be too tight. I can keep focus on my breathing because obviously oxygen while you're doing that sort of stuff is key. So um, yeah, so I got the sixty in and um, Which but broke the record. Broke the record. Broke this guy's record that he had just set because he beat the other guy that that had done it years ago, and it was held by another Australian, which was funny. Um, and so anyway, I got some prize. I gave it to him. You know, I said, there you go. You're the real winner. I'm heavier than you. It's easier for me. Mm-hmm. You know, um, okay. I tried to make him feel good, you know. And, <laughs> and then, Crushed his right. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, and then they, they actually had one that I'd planned. They said, well, you've got another record to break, but this one's a bit of fun. And so we got um, two cheerleaders on one on top of my shoulders, another one on top of her shoulders, and it was as many squats uh, to powerlifting standards, which is where your your hip line uh, creases below your knee um, in as many times as in, in a minute, just so, below parallel. That's right. So um, so I, you know as many you could do in a minute, and I did. I think it was eleven. Actually, it was the record. So just holding the balance and the flexibility. Yeah, it was them wiggling around. They're giggling. You know, they're having a great. They're on TV. You know, so there. Do you have a footage of this? This I've got photos. There is grainy footage from the, someone's ripped it from a um, from a phone. You know, from the TV. So it's out there. So it's really cool. He, he, right now, he's just talking about some of the world records he's done, and it was entertaining and fun and exciting. He mentioned Jakarta. I've been to Jakarta, Indonesia, and that part of the world. Uh, pretty amazing individuals and people. Um, but uh, here, let's let's see if I can jump ahead a little bit. Um, I think I can because there's some really important uh, questions that uh, Jim uh, Billy, that is Mr. Universe of Australia, and he and I talk about protein requirements. Here we go on a plant-based diet. Shift. I know that you are as well. 
I see athletes making more and more changes, but those guys I think are stuck in a in a time warp. They've got a certain doctrine, um, and they may never change. But the wider community, I believe, is open to it, um, and I, and that's where I'm putting my focus. And those guys, you know, that it, it might be a while before we see a. Uh, you know the the other I suppose the other side of it is that they're taking steroids, so they're not really concerned about their health. They're not really concerned about wellness. They're simply just doing whatever it takes. And would they be better on a vegan diet? Possibly, but that's that's so far down the list for them that they're probably just simply looking at protein. And you know that's what they're um, you know they think that meat's the only way that you can get it, and they may never shift from that. You and I possibly believe that the super athlete of the future will not only be a pure plant-based vegan athlete, getting enough calories is the key as an athlete, knowing how to titrate, getting the food density to compete and to sustain and train, not so much getting enough protein. They're easily getting Mm -hmm. enough protein. It's highly absorbable in the plant-based foods uh, because plant foods are complete proteins. Uh, Frances Moore LePay wrote a book years ago, and in her book um, she said, Diet for a Small Planet, that you had to combine beans and rice to get a complete protein and all the amino acids, but in her 10th year revised edition, not many people know this, she came back and retracted that statement and said, you know, I used to believe you had to combine certain foods to get complete proteins in the plants, and now I know that's not true. It's actually far simpler than that, and we went on to know that rice by itself has all eight essential amino acids, beans have all by itself, you don't have to combine them, Mm. and furthermore, we know that in the amino acid pool, the intestines slough off 150 grams of protein a day. So even if you get 50, 60, 70 grams of protein, like Mike Minster, the only perfect Mr. Universe, perfect Mr. Olympia, 300 score in history, mm. he advocated that you only needed five more grams of protein beyond 55 grams of a basic 154-pound individual. He said that you could gain five pounds of lean muscle mass per year, and in five years, you would double your lean muscle mass and look like Mr. Universe. Wow. Do you believe any of that? Look, Mike Mensa um, had a lot of really... Um you know, interesting views on training as well. He had obviously the high intensity or the HD training, heavy duty he, he training. He spawned uh, Dorian Yates. Yeah, that, fan of Dorian's training. Uh, yeah, it was, it was, yeah, absolutely. Like, I mean, I've always trained with a, with a certain type of intensity, and I've drawn from that. Uh, but certainly, you know, the theories on on protein and about um, just simply that the body doesn't just because the, the theory was if it's not a complete protein, you're just gonna it's gonna eliminate. You're not gonna use any of it. Whereas now we know that obviously, if you're getting amino acids from different foods throughout the day your body's going to use those and and that that process is an ongoing thing it's not simply just you know unless the meal's got every amino acid at the optimum level um it's it's simply going to just be eliminated so that's it's interesting but not many people know that they go back to that first book as you were saying and they reference that so you must have rice and beans and that's just this old thinking that, that you know is part of that time warp some of these bodybuilders are stuck in so, Billy Simmons, as an elite athlete, as a Mr. Universe title holder, uh, as a world record holder, and a current competitive athlete, so your understanding and findings are that, let's, let's take someone who has magnificent genetics, and let's, let's make the playing field equal. Let's say they're using bioidentical hormones instead of synthetic steroid altered chemically. Because the word steroid has two street names. One is steroid. It's, we believe, synthetically altered. But steroids also 
takes into account bioidentical hormones, but it also takes into account they're using 10 to 20 times the dosage that the normal human body has. So some athletes who are older athletes might end up working uh, in the field where they're in an open competition where it's acknowledged that it's okay to use hormones, but if they use the right kind and they replace in their older body the hormones at the dosage that their body would have produced when they were in their 20s, then possibly if we then bring in the whole foods diet, the exercise, the positive mindset, for those people it may be safe under a medical doctor's guidance and they're tested and they're monitored. Uh, the medical literature suggests that that's probably true. I'm not here to promote the use of hormones, but I've found that with herbs and supplements and some people as they decline, the hormones may be necessary. Now when you're young, like yourself, there's a point where you're producing enough, but there's a point where senior athletes, uh, Bob Delmontique was in his 80s, he was using bioidentical hormones. Uh, Jacqueline used certain herbs and melatonin and DHA, the early version of, mm. of hormonal supplementation. So there's probably going to be a place once we sit back and watch the medical literature. But I don't think there's any confusion or argument anymore at this conference and, and other future conferences that a plant-based protein diet is not only uh, capable of giving enough protein, it's superior. Why is it superior? Can you train more often? Do you recover better? Give me some other ideas of why a plant-based protein, say sweet potatoes, and what are your favorite plants that you get mm. your, your, your ideal protein from? Well, this part is really important. I, I'm framing it in such a way that I'm asking the question, with a plant-based whole foods diet, what makes it superior to an animal-based diet. And I truly, sincerely believe under similar conditions, if you take two bodybuilders and they're both using the same steroids or they're both using bioidentical hormones or they're both not using any hormones whatsoever, but they're, say, using herbs, whatever the combination, but then you turn them loose and see under the same conditions who could train more intensely and recover and build. Now, listen to Billy, Mr. Universe's answer. Here we go. Well, I'll give you this anecdote. Um, it's Christmas Day or Thanksgiving, as you have here, and everyone eats traditionally eats the turkey, and then they eat this this very heavy, intense meat. And everyone falls asleep because it's just so heavy on the body. That digestion, um, we're the fat, we're, the we're protein, absolutely it's just we're, way we are over the top. That's right. We're ruled by our digestions. If you've got good, healthy digestion, you've got good, healthy energy. So. If you're going to have your protein from meat, you're going to spend a lot of your body's energy and resources just simply trying to just break that meat down and turn that into bioavailable amino acids. Where if you're getting plant proteins, you're getting a, it's um, obviously more positive for your body's uh, maintaining a healthy pH level. Um, you're also alkaline rather correct. than acidic because yeah, animal right. proteins are amino acids and they turn into acid. Yes, and the effect. And the blood has to maintain a pH of 7.2 to 7.4 or you die. Yeah. So the only way it can get its um, alkalinity is to draw from the bones and cause osteoporosis. Correct. Whereas plant proteins already exist at that, that pH level. So the body doesn't have to go through that process to digest them. So, um, so you're digesting um, much more efficiently. So you're immediately giving yourself... I mean, digestion can, can equate for 30% you know, of your, your daily energy. 30%? Yeah, absolutely. If you're, if you're, if you're having you know, meat-based... Heavy, heavy, heavy food. Heavy food 
foods, absolutely. But so light foods like fruits and vegetables much more and fish, sweet potatoes. That's right. So you have suddenly more energy. So more energy, I mean, we need energy for everything we do in the day, not just training, but definitely in, in, in a training context, you have simply more energy. So if you have more energy, you have more ability to uh, have better output. So so that's a, a, a big um, thing. Is that why bodybuilders need so much sleep because they're eating so much heavy meat, whereas uh, vegan athletes probably the sleep... They get sufficient sleep on what a person normally would need. I know you need a little more sleep yeah. when you're training hard. Yeah, I, th- I think your central nervous system, if I start training heavy again, if I start deadlifting and squatting and I start moving into those, you know, multiple times body weight lifts um, and, and many repetitions, then I, I, my central nervous system, I have to think about that and manage that. And I think sleep's one of those Huge. really key things Huge. that helps reset. So, um, particularly. So he, he's talking about one of the key pillars of health, which is sleep. It's absolutely essential to recover from heavy weight training and um, that intensity. But we're leading up to why is the plant-based diet the best for bodybuilders and athletes? Not secondary to animal protein, the number one best choice, so long as you choose the right foods to get the caloric density. So here we go. While traveling and going through time zones and things, so... Um, so I think sleep is important, but I, but I certainly the the energy component of of eating plant based is huge, um, and then all the health benefits. So with with dairy, uh, dairy and meat products, you really don't get much aside from a lot of negative. You're getting you know yes, you're getting amino acids, but they're acidic forming. You're getting mucus. You're getting um, all sorts of. Um, carcinogens really and then with plant proteins and heavy estrogens in the yeah absolutely yeah i mean people which estrogens is the the evil of bodybuilding and athletes i know people i laugh when people say that they don't want to eat tempeh which is a soy-based product um because they're worried about estrogen yet they're eating and you know the flesh of an animal that was that was fed genetically modified food it was given estrogen to keep lactating or to you know Mm -hmm. to grow and um that's right and then they have their own bodies producing those as well and there's stress hormones in there as well and and so they're they're literally eating what they telling me that i want to eat when they don't want to eat plant foods so i i sort of laugh at that that whole idea so he made it very clear Billy, Mr. Universe, said he laughs when here he is a plant-based vegan athlete as a bodybuilder, a world-class bodybuilder, Mr. Universe, indeed, out of Australia. And the reality is he says, listen, I laugh when they say don't eat soy. Well, you don't want to eat a bunch of soy, but it's okay to eat soy to a degree in small quantities. I mean, it is a phytoestrogen. It tends to actually protect the receptor sites where kind of very harmful type of estrogens will will, um, attach to. uh, But he makes the clear point that animal foods are loaded with toxins and GMOs and estrogens and various hormones, even if they're um, range-fed. They they have estrous cycles, the animals. So here, let's go back with Billy and his discussion. Um, but I think plant protein is far superior. I do see a shift happening towards it. Our biggest customer base are non-vegans and vegetarians. So they're just people that are catching on to the awareness that, and even if they still eat meat, they're realizing if they're going to supplement with protein or sports nutrition products, they're going to go plant-based because they feel at least that's starting towards that, that shift towards the right way. So tell me about... Okay, so he's talking about that shift towards plant-based proteins 
even for people who are not essentially on a plant-based vegan type diet, more and more people want to because you feel better and you look better. And honestly, it is the best diet for athletes when you understand how to bring in sufficient calories on this type of a program. Here we go. Your integration of a whole foods diet and the philosophy of supplementation. Some people would argue you get it all from your foods. So talk to me about that. Well, I think that's um, that's right for, say, an everyday person. You know, if everyday person or if you're treating illness and disease, um, perhaps perhaps that's the best way to start. I think supplementation, you know, it really is that 5 to 10% extra that as an athlete you're looking for that, that competitive advantage or if you're you're in disease or illness that you're looking for to really address the deficiency there. So there's, there's roles for supplementations. They're, they're not the be-all and end-all and we shouldn't rely on them. But if, if you have your diet right they can and you complement that with supplementation, there is a lot of evidence to suggest and, and I've seen it as well, the difference that that can make in a competitive field. So, in your own experience. Yeah, absolutely. So that, that's, and that's got me into the field that I'm in and obviously you're a big believer in it as well. And I, I guess that not all supplements are created equally. So, you know, when people want to just say, I don't take supplements, I only get it from whole food, they're kind of lumping supplements all into the one boat and they're saying they're all junk well they're not you know we've got some great technologies out there we've got some great research and we've got some great uh, ways that we can give people you know concentrated doses of, of nutrients that can be really effective to help them achieve their goals yeah i'm glad that he uh, billy made it really clear that really supplements may not be for everyone i find when i test people's blood under a microscope i see misshaped cells i see the need for the absorption of vitamin B12, folic acid, iron. And I've been doing this for 44 years because, as you know, I'm, I'm the author of Blood Doesn't Lie. So I, I've looked at literally tens of thousands of samples uh, between my own evaluations and our technicians that uh, you know we've tested at large events. And without exception, I find that the elite athlete probably does need a specialized supplementation. Uh under this day and age, under massive amounts of stress, I wrote the book Blood Doesn't Lie because people need to be cautious when they're, when they're under more stress. What is it you're doing to your body and what can we do to recover? So I think uh, the point is well taken here. So let's just finish off with a few things that Billy has to say. Billy Simmons, world record holder, uh, Mr. Universe, uh, mixed martial art fighter. Um, you became aware uh, through our Australian um, uh, contact that um, Astroblock uh, is in Australia. So have you looked at some of the products that I've uh, been able to be part of and create? Yeah, I'll actually you know, um, have a good look at them. Um, I know the gentleman that's that's out there and he's talked really um, you know, highly of the, the Astroblock and I think those sort of products are great because um, estrogen dominance is, is a big thing these days. We're getting bombed with xenoestrogens. So even if And estrogens from the meat and dairy and oh, people haven't given up. Ab dairy. Absolutely. So it's it's a big issue. So um, whilst we're hopefully making some shifts towards the cause, I'm not sure that we're doing that, but but if that's happening at the same time, we've got to fix the, the symptoms and look after our own house and our own hormones. And as males, um, you know, we want to maintain the right profile to be able to, you know, do what we do best. Um, we've had hundreds of people. 
Yeah, so I think uh, the whole idea of whole food nutrition has come. And uh, I did want to mention, because we do have the new incredible site uh, from thedoctors.com, uh, please check it out. Uh, it's certainly important, because our, our not just because of our sponsors are providing the, this program, but we offer uh, the test kits uh, from thedoctors.com, and we can uh, offer uh, urinary tests, we can offer uh, the blood spot tests, uh, blood draw, VIP tests, and all of these things helps us to monitor, are you on track for optimum hormonal balance? And we have the incredible online uh, webinars, we have courses and videos, and the coaching services. So please uh, check out uh, fromthedoctors.com. There's a section there in the corner that says apply for coaching. Please check it out. We have some amazing specials and please share and um, comment on the videos. Any questions? I'm the one that answers the questions on, on the YouTube. I uh, sometimes take a day or two to evaluate what's the question and come back with a video like this. Because earlier uh, at the beginning of the show, uh, someone had mentioned on the twin study that there was uh, a situation where the one twin on the animal diet, see, he gained more, more weight. More what? Lean weight? Well, when you consume animal product, there's a difference between when you eat plant-based whole foods. Over the period of several months, Billy went on to say that he could train harder with more intensity and get better results and recovery. Here, let's go back because I, I wanted to make sure you were clear about uh, those points and I might not have included that. Here. People, tens of thousands of people, be in many cases on a healthy then you're really winning and, and you know, it's limitless. So you can, you know, achieve what you want. I don't think people realize um, almost uh, every other month I subject myself and my clients to blood tests, saliva tests, urine tests. Uh, we've spent hundreds of thousands of dollars in monitoring and follow-up. And as these individuals uh, take these supplements, I've seen where people are on good whole foods diet and exercise. And then those with the supplements and those without, and I am convinced that even in my own case, over the last uh, 38 years that I've been involved on a healthy whole foods diet when I transitioned from meat and dairy uh, 38 years ago, but I noticed that when I introduced supplementation, particularly the right targeted for me based on testing, based on looking under the microscope, based on subjecting myself to every imaginable test and human performance. As you know, I broke two world records, including uh, a very tough record to break was a one hour, not one minute, one hour curling 50 pounds which is, I guess, a little under uh, 20 uh, kilos or so. And um, I did over 1,038 curls in one hour. And I only trained for about three months for that because uh, uh, when I submitted my first world record, it was a curl press, and I had done 2,000 lifts overhead in one hour. Yes. That in the past, when I was on a meat-based diet and dairy, there was no way I could have done what I mm -hmm. did until I went to a plant-based diet with supplementation, with monitoring and making sure my hormones, my electrolytes, my minerals. And I do use trace minerals a lot because mm -hmm. I find that I get cramps if, when I'm training hard. I found that if my adrenals are not functioning right, that I could train hard and I wouldn't recover. And mm -hmm. I, would, I would fall down into uh, you know, some kind of a congestive problem or you know, flu or cold. Yes. So stress is real. 
real, mm-hmm. and adrenal stress is real, and staying up late is real. Yes. Things happen when we're traveling, yeah. right? Yeah, absolutely. So as an athlete, you can appreciate. Yeah, that's right. And I think that's where um, people need to be open to understand the role of supplementation and how it, how it can be a positive. Um, you don't need to rely on them, but you can certainly um, use them and use them uh, with intelligence and still be able to achieve you know these sort of things. So. Billy Simmons, you got the genetics, or you say at least your dad was a model, right? Yeah. Show, show me that double bicep here a second. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Fabulous. <laughs> Fabulous. You know, I don't really bodybuild much anymore. I'm only, you know, just go for a run, lift, do some Olympic lifting or something, um, some powerlifting. But um, yeah, maybe I've got my dad to thank. But but also a lifetime. I think when you do it naturally and you yeah. do it drug free, yeah, you ke- you get to keep what you do. Yeah. Yeah. So I've lost a bit of size from when I was competing as a bodybuilder but ultimately um it doesn't go away whereas you see guys that it takes you know they abuse steroids at young age and they they get really big and they just come straight back yeah you see them huge yeah so i i think the point is well taken here you've got a mr universe plant-based whole food eating uh certainly uh, i know the difference when i've compared not just myself but other athletes that i've been guiding on this journey and i really want to get into more depth about how we can actually reduce our total amount of animal protein completely down to next to not needing animal protein at all and getting all the protein we need 60 80 grams of protein easily on a whole food plant-based diet and it's the carbohydrates that have a protein sparing effect as i mentioned in the beginning of the segment with lee haney uh, Mr. Olympiad eight times. And of course, uh, we're going to go deeper into some more segments about uh, philosophies about weight training and well-being. Thanks. Uh, be well, be strong. And uh, I would like you to check out fromthedoctors.com. And I think you're going to find a whole new world of healthy living. Thank you, everyone. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to our show. It really is a pleasure to invite you on this journey to good health. And I'd like to ask you a special request, and that is to share and comment, give us your review, and also please check out fromthedoctors.com. This is our new incredible website with all the coming events. It has uh, the access to our eBooks. It has access to uh, testing that you can undergo and evaluate your progress. It even has the latest online courses and education videos and really some incredible blog articles. This is an incredible website and we're here to guide you with our education coaching and supplementation that's appropriate based on your individual needs. Take a special quiz. Check it all out at fromthedoctors.com. That's spelled from F-R-O-M the T-H-E doctors d-o-c-t-o-r-s dot com from the doctors dot com please visit and drop us a note so we know that you're participating as our growing family continues to gain great information about how to look great feel incredible at your ideal body weight with incredible healthy looking skin we have an array of programs and opportunities so please stay tuned as we continue on our journey to great health goodbye